Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. to Are We There Yet? I'm Katie Gossett. And when babies arrive, one of the first things they need to get their heads around are all the people in their lives. Parents, grandparents, maybe siblings. But then down the track, there may also be step-parents and step-siblings. Step-families. The madness. The magic. And the myths. This series is about families in which one or both partners have a child or children from another relationship. Such families have been referred to as blended, reconstituted, remarriage, second chance and step-families. So that was 1983, a time when apparently a lot more blended families were emerging. And whatever you want to call them, personally I think reconstituted, sounds a bit like something you might eat when you're on a tramp, they do bring up their own particular set of issues. In total, we've got four girls and two boys, and it's normally the two boys fighting each other where it goes bad. <laughs> I was aware that I didn't want to overstep the mark because I wasn't their mother, but I still had a really good relationship with them, so I wanted to be there for them as well. So it can be quite tricky, actually. I think more than anything, the kids have learned how to play the parents well so they know which one to go to to get what they want. So if we were talking about coffee here, we'd be looking for the perfect blend. But when it comes to blended families, there's really no such thing. There are a number of different makes and models of blended families, you know, with intergenerations, parents partnering and repartnering, siblings and step-siblings and half-siblings and all sorts of things. So I think the first thing is to realistically look at what you've got in front of you. So here's Catherine Gallagher, our clinical psychologist, who sees plenty of clients all wanting advice on how to handle tensions within blended families. Because I think if your hope is that you can squeeze your blended family into a nuclear model, then that's when the troubles start to arise. Because there's some differences here and we need to, to be dealing with what we've actually got rather than what we wish it would look like. Because even with the best intentions, there'll still be clashes. There were lots of times that were really challenging over the years. But the children haven't asked to be put in this situation and so I never saw it as needing to be in conflict with the child. Sometimes the other kids won't react as respectfully towards their non-biological parent. Even if, say, the ex-partner doesn't like you or doesn't want to get on with you or whatever, you kind of just have to try and make it work. And it can really help if a biological mother or father realises that and gets the effort you're making as a step-parent. Remember that that other person in their life, so long as they're not doing anything that you really, really strongly disapprove of, then ultimately they're providing a gift to you because they're helping to care for your children. 
I don't like the fact that someone else has to care for my children, but I don't have a choice. So you have to make the best of it and you actually have to help support that person that's come in. But while you welcome another person who can help, when it comes to the hard stuff, it should really be the child's own parent who gets to be bad cop. It's really important for the biological parent to take the lion's share of the parenting and especially the disciplining. This can feel frustrating for some step parents whose voice may not feel heard. So it's important to have active conversations around what values are important, even if it's the biological parent who enforces them. Then again, most step-parents actually find that voice as time goes by. It's always hard when you're a step-parent, I think, negotiating issues like discipline and responsibility for various tasks. So, yeah, it's something that needs to evolve, I think, over time. Sometimes they like the non-biological parent more because they're allowed to get away with more. Suddenly you've got your spouse's kids and all your kids are gone. <laughs> and you realise later that you've been played. And then there are the logistics of it all. How does a big blended family fit in, literally? Imagine what it would be like to be living under the one roof as a family of three or four, and then to quite suddenly have to share that same space with another three or four people. In step families, when two families merge, space can become a problem. We're lucky we've got a five-bedroom house with six kids, so the two boys share and two of the girls share, and then two of the girls have got their own rooms. And that kind of works. But even if you've got enough actual room, kids still need some private space with their parent one-on-one, -on -one, so they don't always feel like they're sharing that person with a new partner. And it's even better if they feel they can do that comfortably without worrying about what their other parent thinks. Divider loyalties are a thing. Kids can worry that if they start to get along with the new parent or in fact they have fun with the new blended family, they're doing something wrong in relation to their other parent. So it's really important for parents to validate the child's confusion and to let them know it's okay to feel positive about this new person who's in their lives. And while that might feel like a step too far for some, she says it's worth it for the sake of your child. My shout out to parents would be get on those big girl or boy pants and put your kids first because in fact you might feel completely devastated about the fact that your old partner has got a new partner. But if you want to be a good parent, then you've got to take care of those feelings over here. And if you can communicate to your kid that they're going to be okay and you're going to be okay, what you're doing is giving your child the gift of acceptance, which means that they're going to adjust to whatever is happening in their lives a lot better. They'll also adapt better if they feel like they're having their say. So in the midst of the crazy, busy business that is a blended family, it's important that children feel they're being heard. They may get along beautifully and it may be everything you've possibly imagined, but they might not. And that's actually equally valid. I think giving time and space, structuring activities that they all enjoy, communicating around that issue of fairness so that each child feels as though their voice or their preference is given some airtime. But you've also got to realise that gelling with a new family unit won't happen overnight. Just clumping them all together and saying go off and play isn't that helpful all the time because they may all be different ages, they may have different roles within their existing biological family and so different expectations, temperaments, loyalties and preferences all need to be acknowledged and managed with patience, good humour and deep breaths. And a plan. So what is this plan? Well the first thing is when things begin to change give your child a chance to get used to the idea. Take your time. Children do better if they have had time to adjust to a marriage separation. 
Even if you are well ready to move on, keep this adult business. It can be useful to plant the seed that one day you might like a new partner and talk through reactions and issues that this brings up. But at the same time, you're not actually asking their permission. The difficulty is if we feel like we're asking for permission, a child has every right to go, no, I don't want that, thank you very much. And then what do you do? Of course you're going to go ahead because you're the adult and you need to be, you know, making decisions that are right for you and for your kids. But if we hand too much responsibility over to kids, you know, we had no intention of listening to them anyway. So we may not go there. But when the time does come for your children to meet a new partner, try putting yourself in their shoes. It would be normal for kids to be uncertain, fearful and at times downright hostile. And new partners need to be patient about building a relationship and realistic about the kind of relationship that's built. It won't feel like your own child. You may not feel love. But if the goal is warmth and mutual respect and some fun, then this can create a really realistic foundation for a long-lasting and successful relationship. And although blended families might be really common now, each transition is still a really big deal for the people involved. So that idea of taking extra time to ground children when they arrive in terms of, OK, you're here now, and this is what our week is going to look like. And while they're letting their children know what to expect, biological parents sometimes need to work on their own expectations. They love their child, so they really want their new partner to love their child just as much as they do. That's not realistic. And it can set up an expectation that puts everybody in a difficult position. I remember one stepfather I was dealing with, I happened to mention, you know you don't have to love them, don't you? And the mother looked devastated because that was her kind of wish that he was going to love her kids the same as, as she did. The stepdad just looked completely relieved because he too had felt that pressure that I should feel about these kids like they're my own and I don't. And so there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with the kids. In reality, what this dad needed to aim for was just a like, you know, and how do we be around each other with mutual respect? And in time, of course, love might grow. But to expect it is just a step too far. But if everyone works at the relationship, in due course, real affection does often follow. I was quite young and enthusiastic, <laughs> I suppose. And I've been a step-parent for 20 years now and... So that relationship has evolved and I do love them very much. And I also too, we have had our own children. So we've worked at making sure that everyone is actually feel that they're part of the family, that there's no kind of division between you know these children and those children. And our own children never talk about having half siblings. They're just their brother and sister. We're very lucky. When the kids are together, it's incredibly easy. They all get on really well and they all play and it's just like this big village running around having fun most of the time. Um, and I know a lot of families aren't like that. I like to think that we are one big, happy, kind of blended family that has each other's back. It's really nice. And that's it. This podcast is presented and produced by me, Katie Gossett. Duncan Smith assists with musical mastery, and Tim Watkin is the executive producer. And the historical words of wisdom come from Nataonga Sound and Vision. This is the last episode in this current season, but you can find all the other episodes on Apple Podcasts or on our podcast page at rnz.co.nz. And while you're there, check out It Takes a Village, which has got lots of other great parenting advice from our 9 to Noon show.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.